This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments with my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. All right. Welcome to this very wet and soggy edition of our podcast, starring <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. It's true. We could wash away at any minute now. Yes. We're experiencing rain here in Southern California. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Oh, there's a, a power outage over in Irvine. I, I guess heard. you're not. I guess you're not affected, eh, Jeff? <laughs> no. Apparently not. We'll find out. Well, he, that out halfway through. In Jeff's Golden Palace, they have redundant uh, power systems. Yeah. And, uh, you're redundant. Whoa, you're going to lose your job. Silence of the Lambs, starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Lawrence A. Bonney, and <laughs> uh, Scott Glenn. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know who Lawrence A. Bonnie is. Why was that? Yeah, top I'm not sure why that guy's getting top doing. Yeah, know. as I said, I don't know. It's uh, Ted Levine, Levine as uh, Jane Goom. Right. Scott Glenn, Jody Foster, and uh, Hannibal Lecter Ted, as Hannibal Lecter. Ted Levine, also from Heat, the guy that gets spoilers, the cop that gets shot in the head. Yes. Spoilers. All right, this was, uh, let me go back to now, uh, directed by Jonathan Deme, Deme, Dem? I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Yeah, I looked right before we started, he's done some, he did this, Philadelphia, Manchurian Candidate. And the, updated, the updated Manchurian Candidate. Yes. <laughs> and Rachel getting married. Kind of weird. But, yeah. So what are your immediate thoughts? I love this movie. I didn't see it in the theater. I was too scared to even go watch it. I wasn't allowed to. So once once again, <laughs> I saw this in the theaters. I probably shouldn't have been allowed to. I'm pretty sure I saw it with a parent. Uh, but uh, yeah, as as a kid, it's kind of freaky. I probably shouldn't have watched it. As an adult, it's kind of freaky. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay, but. I, I've kind of mellowed out in this movie over the years. Right. Well, it came out in 1991, so this is right around the time as we've been talking about Total Recall and Tombstone and everything. And I didn't watch it probably until late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. It is creepy as... <laughs> Alright, well, let's just jump into it. Our five worst moments um, since I think this was my list right mm-hmm. um, we'll go first um, this is going to be a nitpicking list nitpick nitpick uh, yeah it was tough to find stuff not to like about it that I I just don't like my list consists of stuff that was just like really really creepy stuff yeah. that's kind of part of the movie but I just ugh uh. yes and that's kind of what I did too so yeah first one is the guy tossing his jizz on her i did <laughs> oh jeebus that's my number one that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's that's my number five jeff okay. uh, and, I, and i wrote fluids are flung <laughs> i just wrote semen toss 
I yeah, wrote, I, did, I didn't need that. I, I wrote Jizz Toss, but yeah. <laughs> she's it's walking like, oh, away. Well, I'm sure Clarice didn't need that either. <laughs> yeah. Right, when she's walking in, he sees her, or she sees him doing stuff in the corner, and then as she's walking out, bleh, just flings it on her. It's gross. Oh, like she's straight out of... Zoo. She's... Don't they, like, stop her training at Quantico just to take on this job, and then this happens to her? <laughs> oh. I, I do like that Hannibal gets pissed off about it. <laughs> I don't think that. Does it's, it's, he eat the guy? above his sensibilities. No. He probably should have. But he probably kills him. No. Or, or at least beats him unmerciful. <laughs> All right, so my number five. Scott's number five. So, all right, Alex, you're number five. That's... Yeah, that was my number one. My number five is when you catch a glimpse, you finally catch a glimpse of that fat suit that Buffalo Bill is building, mm. sewing together. <laughs> oh, wait. Was it a great big fat suit? Or, or sure, sure, great big fat sure. person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, there it is. It's, it's a little fakey and stuff, but it's still the buildup. Throughout the whole movie, and you finally realize what the hell he's doing. Ugh. It's got that creep factor going for it. All right, well, you and I are exact opposites, because that's my number one. Ugh. I mean, a guy tossing jizz on you is one thing. Another guy <laughs> sewing a suit out of skin. <laughs> that's disgusting. And Yeah, but that's just special effects. That dude, that could have been real semen. <laughs> They both could have been real. How do you know? Method you know, actor. Well, yeah, I guess. So, so I agree with yours. Just I have a little bit higher on my list. But yeah, that's terrible. Ugh, ugh, the creeps. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, then, I guess it's my number four now. And this is probably the one. It's not even that bad, but I'm coming up with ideas here. When the girl's singing in the car to... I already forgot what song it is. It's uh, <laughs> I get knocked down. But I could no, have it's what's his okay. face. I'm pretty sure it wasn't that, Alex. Oh. It's, um, um, <laughs> the guy that's in the Traveling Wilburys. Damn it. Oh, t- Tom Petty? Yeah, Tom Petty. <laughs> that's that's how you connect. That's your connection to Tom Petty. Is that using I the could not Wilburys. think of his name. So I, was <laughs> <in my> <laughs> so, I don't know. The line. Her, her singing in the car in the rain. I don't know why I don't like that, but I don't. So that's my number four. It's a weak one, but that's all I got. Scott. My number four is the prison dungeon <laughs> that they're keeping Hannibal in initially. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like they they went out of their way to make it look like a dungeon. That is a bit much. Well, it's an old asylum. They had to repurpose, you know, this stuff. They put plexiglass in the front. I guess I don't yeah. know. It 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 just. Too much of a set piece. They overdid it. Yeah, that's where you keep cannibals and cum flingers. Where else are you going to put them? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they should have given the cum flinger the uh, plexiglass. Yeah. <laughs> when they got to But Well, pretty soon you wouldn't be able to see what he was doing on the other side. Oh! Yeah. It's going to be that's a scene from Clerks now, the jizz mopper. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right, it is kind of a little little over-the-top creepy, but I still like it. It'll come back later in my best list later. <laughs> All right, okay. Alex, number four? Uh, number four is when Clarice finally gets to the house and there's fly- a couple flying moths. Ugh. Nope. 
Really? Everything in the movie, that's the one thing that you're like, No, nope. that's not the one thing. That's number four. That's one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the like, boss or the fact that you know that writing. she knows at that moment that she's in the... Yeah, it's kind of a combination. The moth's flying everywhere. Cause it's like, I don't want those in my hair. Oh. And then it's like, oh, shit, she's in deep trouble, too. Uh, fun... Plus, they're cre- creepy-looking moths. Plus, it's yeah, in so... her mouth in the cover of the movie. Ugh. Yeah, speak, speaking of uh, the moths and the, the one sheet, the, the poster, which is really good, uh, the moth on there, if you look closely at it, there's a skull mm-hmm. on the head. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Matt's back when the back back when they made good posters for movies. Sadio. It was funny. A couple weeks ago, I was at my brother's house and I was in my niece's room playing, and I'm sitting on the floor and all of a sudden I hear some noise above me. I'm like, what is that? Kind of joking around and she's like, "Oh, it's the it's my pets." And I look up and she had like a basket full of moths. Like they had these. <laughs> You buy this little kit of caterpillars, and then they go to cocoon, and then they go. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my God, Silence of the Lambs, Charlotte." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. She, she, she didn't show you her like fly collection that she pulled the wings off of. <laughs> no. Jeez. Okay. She's like, we tried to release them today, but it was too cold; they wouldn't go away. So we'll wait till later. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, my number three is uh. Where'd it go? <laughs> All right, well, I lost one. God, I think I deleted the wrong one. Then I'll just go when the kidnapping scene, when he actually does kidnap her. And, you know, I didn't help with the, the couch. And, like, how quickly something like that could happen to somebody. Like, the realism. Right. Like, I don't get scary with Jason and Freddy, but when it's real stuff like that, and it's just so quickly yeah. how someone could be kidnapped, and that's definitely a scene where I just, like, I don't like that. She's it's always someone who's trying to be helpful, as she is in that scene. Yeah, I don't need that. It's a great, great, great scene, but the moral of the story is to never help anybody. Oh, I had that today. God damn it! I was at the gas station, get, chilling <laughs> up, and I'm I'm smart. I parked under the roof as opposed to the guy on the other side who was sitting out in the rain, and he's about to drive off, and he's his uh gas cap wasn't on. So I go running around in the rain to stop the guy, and he won't. He thinks I'm like an asshole or something, trying to stop it. Like he won't roll down his window, and I'm, dude, I'm getting soaked. And then finally he rolls down his window, and I tell him, "Oh, thanks, man." <laughs> I'm getting soaked trying to help this guy. Said, There's someone in your backseat. <laughs> <laughs> the call's coming from inside the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right, Scott, number three. My number three is. As, as as great as Anthony Hopkins is in this movie, the, his clipped speech pattern drives me nuts. The way he cuts off every word. I, I don't know. It I, again. This one might be a little nitpicky. Might. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it kind of he. It's kind of really obnoxious. Maybe that's what he wanted it to be, but it's obnoxious. I like it. And part of it's a Brit doing, uh, I think, American accent, too. I think it's part of the problem. And It's, it's, like, like, it's like he's chewing on a pencil. He over-enunciates. Well, it was this was his first acting gig. He hadn't had much experience before this. So. <laughs> you know, he was trying his best. They give yeah. the kid a shot. Yeah. I uh, think, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he'll, he'll amount to something someday, but... <laughs> 
I don't know if we talked about this when we did Half-Life 2, but you know that overseeing character at the very end who starts talking about Gordon Freeman? Oh, he like Freeman rem- or whatever? Yeah, he, he he reminds me of, he, like, he's trying to do a, a Anthony Hopkins to me. Really? To me, it's, I don't know, it's been a while since I've also played that game, but in my mind, I was like, where are you going, Gordon Freeman? But oh, that guy. Oh, oh, the G-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the guy. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were talking about the the old doctor that was like in charge. No, not okay. Benson. No. No, no. Well, there's Benson, and there was the the guy that like sold them all out. That guy. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that. But yeah. The... Yeah, no. I know. I know. I, I know you're talking about Mister Freeman. Looks like he's yeah. talking backwards, but it's forwards. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. So on my number two now. Yes. So wait, did Alex? Just... Yeah. No, number three. Oh, you're number three, number th- Alex. Yeah, number three is when they've got um, Hannibal Lecter locked up in that, which in that makeshift jail, and then he lures that other guard close, and then he just eats his face. Oh, Gross. I don't know. That's that's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, cheapest. <laughs> you, oh, it just creeps me out. Because even with creepy. even with all the cannibal stuff and everything, I, I it really caught me by surprise. It was, oh, it still give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, see, for me, that's so over the top that that doesn't creep me out. That's you know that's why I think of it as just like pure horror movie schlock. Yeah, I love it, but it doesn't yeah, creep that's me why out I like it. Yeah. the way like we'll get into this later. But like Hannibal Lecter really doesn't creep me out in this movie at all. It's Buffalo Bill that creeps me the fuck out <laughs> this movie. Um, and maybe because he is a little over the top, which is, I guess, kind of going with Alec or Scott was saying about his talking. But, mm-hmm. but I can see how people are freaked out. He just bite his lips off. So, ugh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then my number two is kind of going with this is the whole Silence of the Lambs story and him d, you know, shrink. What do we call it? When d Doing his psychology mm-hmm. on her and decomposing, like, do you still hear the lambs crying in your sleep, Clarice? Yeah. And all that. That's just kind of... Yeah, Clarice. Yeah. Do you still hear them? So, that's my number two. It's still good, but I'm going to nitpick here. Don't forget to say nitpick a lot, because Brian doesn't like it. Yeah. He doesn't? No. Okay. <laughs> Scott, number two. My number two is, and this follows along with kind of Hopkins' speech pattern, is just all the super uh, accentuated characters. So you've got, they all do a really good job with the accents, but everybody has one except for Scott Glenn, basically. <laughs> so so you have uh, James Gum, Buffalo Bill, or Dog or it's it's like almost like the precursor to uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. Actually, <laughs> here's a cat. That's a cat. Uh, a cat. Does this matter? Yeah. Uh, sugar, big fat person. <laughs> uh, like that's way over the top. Although it's you know it's interesting and it's fun. It's creepy as hell. Uh, Jodie Foster with doing the Southern. Um, again, she does a good job with it. Uh, and Anthony Hopkins doing the weird American accent. There's just like every character has something weird going on. All the main characters have something weird going on. It was a bit much for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I think the other one that bugs me is uh, Clarice's. She's a little that one kind of sticks out to me, but the rest are fine. And even hers isn't that bad. But I can see. No, I, I think I think she does a pretty good job. I think they all do pretty good jobs with keeping the accent at least consistent. But yeah, it's it's a bit much. Okay, Scott or Alex, number two. Number two is something that I genuinely didn't like was towards the end again in that same cell where they have what's his face strung up like crucified pretty much and his guts hanging out I was like meh ah. you know he's strung up he's strung up the stupid chief yeah I know but you didn't like it because it's creepy or just because you just didn't the scene didn't do anything no, for you yeah it didn't I was like okay this is where it's fake fake town now the whole face eating thing was creepy. Then him listening to the music and stuff, and then beating him with the billy club while he was chained up. That was all creepified. And then he just strings him up, and it was, uh, it was just kind of fakey, and it, it just didn't do anything for me. All right. I disagree, but I can see where you're coming from. It is yeah. why take the time out to do that when you're escaping, to hang a guy up like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number That's... one uh, I already mentioned was the skin suit. That's just creepy <laughs> just that whole concept i want to kidnap these girls uh bigger girls plus size girls and then starve them to death so their skin's loose and then i'm gonna make a suit out of it so i can be a chick like oh god remember that he makes them well it's yeah. actually wait we'll wait we'll wait till the, the top yeah he makes them do something with their skin yes i <laughs> well, can remember what that was <laughs> so yeah, that's my number one scott uh, my number one goes back to the first prison, and that's the second prison. So it's supposed to be like the super, like, like the most maximum security that they could put on him, but still giving him like a little bit of space. But it's weird. It's just like in this weird giant room. Like they never really explain like, like where they really. Are. At least I don't remember them explaining where they are exactly. Like yes. I think they, they named the place, but like. He's just, in, he's just in this big room in this big cage. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. It still doesn't. Well, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in a courthouse, and they were holding him there temporarily. Somehow he, he managed to get that. But Yeah, that was kind of his deal for helping them out. To catch no, Buffalo no, no Bill, I, right? I get that he would be moved somewhere, like, more airy or whatever. But, like, still, it just didn't seem like... I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they thought it was a good idea. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, somebody be like, well, we're going to put this giant cage in the middle of this room. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Well, see, if he would have stayed in the medieval dungeon that you didn't like, he never would have escaped. So. That's true. I didn't say it wasn't effective. I just said <laughs> it was a set piece. It was weird. So. All right. Uh, Alex, number one. I think you're it was a, yeah, a semen toss. <laughs> <laughs> semen toss. I gag a little every time that happens. Oh. Nope. Semen demon. Yeah. <laughs> hey All right. Well, that does our worst. Let's do our best. Um, I have my five written down. I didn't put them in any order. I just know number, what number one is. So I'll just go ahead and get, goodbye, horses. The tuck scene. <laughs> as creepy goodbye as it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a good cinema scene. Him wearing his... <laughs> putting on the makeup, putting the wig on, wearing the skin jacket, and tucking her back. And, Would you fuck me? And, yeah. Are you, are you saying you've never done that, Jeff? I've never done that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not... 
It's not with a skin on like that. <laughs> That's my number two. <laughs> that yeah. scene, for some reason, is like I know I should be creeped out by it, but I always giggle at that scene just because of the song, and then he's like the awkward dance that he does as he's walking backwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And we always make fun of it with our friends and stuff in that song. But it's still just, it's a, I think a scene that you can't forget ever, it's got to be a good scene. Yeah. yeah. It's either famous or notorious or the other, and that fits the bill. And, uh, number five for me. Scott, number five. Number five. So uh, Hannibal Lecter gets quite a few good lines in this movie. So number five is my favorite one even though it's super hokey at the very end. Um, uh, is this a, when I he's think talking, this is my number five, too. <laughs> he's talking to Clarice, and he, he says, I'm having an old friend for dinner. <laughs> yes! <laughs> he's like, oh, Hannibal. You know, oh, you crazy know, you know, guy. He walked, as soon as he walked out of, like, down the street, he was like pumping his fist, like, yeah. Just like, just like Vader in uh, Rogue One. <laughs> There's don't choke on your or be careful you'll choke on your ambitions. And he's like nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Been saving that one in my putting it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Having an old friend for dinner. Oh, classic Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Also my number five. I love it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I love it too. It's, it's <laughs> fine, and I, you can't even compare that to Rogue One. That line was terrible in Rogue One. So no, no my, I, I just my no. I, I, I know just, what you're saying. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been thinking about it for a while. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, Alex. That was your number five as yeah. well. So my number four is the dark scene, basically the end of the movie, and Buffalo Bill turning off the lights, putting on the infrared goggles or the whatever night vision goggles and mm-hmm. her just ah yeah not a big fan of that just this guy is creepy as he is and there's a scene where you see him reaching out for her right and just like t- uh. yeah, grazes her hair oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he went ahead and got cocky whoa uh, uh? Yeah. I don't yes. get it nailed it <laughs> <laughs> so Yes. In the dark, Clarice, at least she shoots him dead. Bam. Lightning fast reflexes. Yes. Just like right. Agent Scully. I think we've talked about this. I'm pretty sure Agent Scully was based on Agent <laughs> Starling. Mm, I can see it. Yeah. Um, they look alike. They look alike. I think X-Files came out like two years later. She's an FBI agent. She's gung-ho. She's very skeptical. Yeah, no, no. Always questioning, always questioning the paranormal. <laughs> She's always getting semen flung in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> by by Duchovny. Well, it's, it's by Duchovny it's, it's, I was going to say by Duchovny in real life, but okay. That in real life, behind the scenes, Duchovny on screen, it would be aliens, <laughs> or ghosts, or Bigfoot, or something. Yeti, Yeti semen. Ugh. All right, Scott, number four. Number four to expand on the the dance scene. Uh, goes back to edited for television. <laughs> so what they changed it to in that is, I'd have me. I'd have me so hard. <laughs> it always cracks me up. Is that a, is it, I'd have me so was, hard? Was, I'd, have, I'd have me. I'd have me so hard. Jeez, this had to have been before cable was 
super popular, right? Like on Channel 13, Channel 5? No, no, no. They, they show it like on TBS or some one of those cable. Yeah. cable. I don't think they ever showed this. Um, well, maybe they have. I don't know. They might have. But, yeah. <laughs> They'd have to censor a lot of stuff. <laughs> or, <laughs> I'd have it so hard. Would they have to censor? It's not that gory of a movie, and it's not that vulgar of a movie. It's not like putting Scarface on here, or right. I, I mean, would... they'd have to edit out the f bomb, though. So. Yeah. What's it called? What's that movie with? Oh Jesus Christ! The the Boston movie with DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson and Matt Damon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that... I would. I would have seen a censored version of that. Yeah, it was on AMC, which is already... They let more stuff go than regular TV, and it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I can't watch this. Everything's... <laughs> that's not even Leonardo DiCaprio talking for, like, the last five minutes. It's just some dubbing going on. Like, ah. Basically, now they can say everything except except the F word and the C word. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Well, and then and then a few racial epithets. But otherwise, like, they can say whatever they want. <laughs> Well, that's always, a lot of, that's always been the case movies, the There's a lot of F-bombs. So. Yes. All right. That's uh, a fucking genius. You multiply, if you multiply it by any Italians. <laughs> <laughs> On the Italian scale, how, how cussy is this movie? <laughs> Which profanities in there? Yeah. Number four. Funny. Go. Is that... Uh, the senator's daughter, who's kept in that well or in that hole, is playing like a pretty good victim. But she's also ha- is proactive about doing something about it. And she gets that little chicken bone and tosses it out with a string and lures the dog, Buffalo Bill's beloved poodle, into the hole with her to try and negotiate, like uh, get him to release her. I thought that was cool. She wasn't just like uh, a typical damsel in distress. The whole time. She was, but she was doing something about it. Okay. I, I like her. Initi- I like her initiative. <laughs> She's got spunk. Yeah. <laughs> so did Clarice. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Your dog's not here. He's hurt real bad, Mister. <laughs> On top of that, yeah. You guys watched uh, South Park when <laughs> Cartman plays Lammy down in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> he recreates re- that scene. Ugh. Hilarious. I'm sure it is. All right. Uh, my number three is the Hannibal escape scene. So Alex kind of touched about it, about being freaky and not liking parts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like all of it. And it is freaky, but I think that's why I like it. The whole luring the guy in, biting his face off, handcuffing him, all the way to the scene where he is in the ambulance with the guy's fa- other guy's face on him and all that stuff. The whole... Yeah. That whole thing. Hannibal goes away. Classic yeah. Hannibal. Yes. Mr. Lecter. <laughs> Scott, number three. So number three is... <laughs> so so your worst, five, or worst number one was about the, the skin. So the thing you would make them do was constantly put lotion on their skin yeah. so that it would be supple for when he skinned them. <laughs> So he could wear it because he wanted to wear something soft. I mean, I understand that part of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the the whole idea of that in the dialogue, you lower the bucket and <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket or it gets the hose again. 
<laughs> like it's so weird. He like doesn't even refer to them as like he doesn't even think of them as people. Just it's so it. creepy. You just yeah, just it. It's not even a human being down there. It puts the lotion on its skin, skin. or else it gets the hose again. Just put it in a fucking basket. Yeah, put it in a fucking basket. <laughs> Still frustrated. Oh, guys, I'm crazy. That's a nice one, Scott. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is the night vision scene. We already touched on. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Creepy fine. And it's how how many hours did he spend making that? Wait, was she down? No, she wasn't down in the basement when it was completely dark, right? Or was she? Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, she, okay. she, she sees the girl in the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She talks to her. Okay. Because I was going to say, man, he must have spent hours just making that light room lightproof. <laughs> nope, it's in the basement. Okay. Yeah, awesome scene. Yeah, it is. All right, uh, my number two is the... I don't want to... The... Mis... What the hell? Misguided? No, that's not, that's not the right word. The confusing edit to make you think that the police and Scott Glenn are going into Buffalo Bill's house with the doorbell ringing with him downstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's actually her showing up at his house. Yeah. I always hate that. Uh, <laughs> I liked it, because it was done well in this movie, and I don't remember it happening too much more before this movie. So for me, it worked really well, and I I, I think it's like the best example of it. Um, yeah, I mean, so you, so you might be right. This might be like what people think of first when they think of that, like this the bait and switch. Yeah. But like now you like, you always see it coming from a mile away. Like someone yeah. will just be like doing mon- mon- mundane stuff in their house or whatever. And you know, somebody's coming for them and they ring their bell and it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one, he said, is it the first one I saw or it's the first one it had been done? And I it just, it really worked on me. Like being, <gasps> when she opens the, you know, when the, he opens the door and it's her, like, Oh God. All right. So, yeah, that's oh, my number two. Oh wait. Yeah, it's right there, crap person. Yeah. Then he's by the stove and he's dropping the cards. And then he takes off running. Yep. All right, Scott or Alex, number two. My number two is goodbye. Oh, wait, so it's Scott's number two. Sorry. Damn it. Uh, my number two is good. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so my number two goes back to the whole escape thing. Uh, so I've written down. The inspiration for Face Off. <laughs> so, it de- this is definitely the the best movie ever about a guy wearing another guy's face. Face Off. No, since Silence of the Lambs is the best. Oh. <laughs> what about the mask? Nope. That wasn't even another guy's face. That was a mask. That was a guy's actual face. Sasha. Mask. What the fuck? All right. Alex, number two. Goodbye, horses. Okay. (laughs) Anything else to add? Nope. That scene is awesome. Always makes me chuckle. (laughs) I really should. (laughs) All right. uh, My number one is the intro to Hannibal Lecter. When she's walking down, she's walks by the masturbating bear there and <laughs> and the way he's just standing there like waiting for her oh that's creepy like i said i think i find buffalo bill creepier in this movie but that scene right there it's always that's one of those things that's burned in my memory of him just standing there waiting for her 
uh, just that I don't even the whole talking scene happens. I don't care. It's just that her walking up and the introduction of him just standing there in his whites. Mm-hmm. That's my number one intro to Hannibal Lecter. Scott, number one. My number one is the the conversations between Lecter and Starling. That's uh, the best part of the movie for me. The the tension there and the the acting display and they're really they're really well shot too. The way they they cut back and forth and how they slightly adjust the angles uh, to like shift the the power or who who's who has the power in that conversation in those conversations. Um, so yeah, it's a it's really good dialogue and it's tense and uh, it. It, it what it's what made it mainstream instead of just a horror movie. I think was those the those conversations between Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. I would agree. So, do you like that the lambs? Um, the deconstructing I, I, of her past and it's it's well. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Yeah, okay. I yeah, I like all that stuff. The the way he like they warn her like because it's cool because they they set it up right from the get go. Like he's gonna get into your head. Yeah, and. Like with with her barely giving him anything, he he's able to, yeah, just like break her down. Okay. Yep, it's good stuff. All right, Alex, number one. My number one is just Hannibal Lecter as a character, just all around awesome. This is the first movie as I I uh, I still haven't seen Manhunter. I completely skipped that one. So the idea of going Michael Manhunter. going going, uh to interview uh a psychopath to catch another one was a bit novel when i saw this movie so i thought that was i thought that was really cool and that you don't know it's like talking to like throughout the whole time he's in hannibal's in a cage so he's going after she's going after buffalo bill and this guy's like really bad but then you get to see at the very end how just awful what a psychopath Hannibal Lecter really is. You get that glimpse into, you know, because it's all talk up until that point. So, and then awesome. he made, and then he made Ray Liotta eat his own brains. <laughs> yes, he did. He did yeah. the comedy gold. <laughs> so, all right, so that wraps up. I was so I was going to ask you guys. So, other than Science of the Lambs, what are your thoughts on Hannibal, uh, Manhunter? Red Dragon, uh, the TV show. Have you guys watched any of those other ones? What are your guys' thoughts on the other spinoffs, remakes, pre-makes? Um, Hannibal was pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was too much Hannibal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then it couldn't even get Jodie Foster for it. No. Not that there's anything wrong with Julianne Moore. Red Dragon was okay. Yeah. But it was still... They kept doing all these flashbacks. Yeah, it was just... Yeah. Uh, and Red Dragon's like a remake of Manhunter, right? I yes. think so, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Because I've never so, seen that one, but I have seen Manhunter a couple times, and I like that movie, but... Everybody calls Red Dragon a boring Manhunter. <laughs> so... Yeah, Red Dragon has this really weird ending where <laughs> um, Ed Norton yells at his kid <laughs> in order to to defeat the titular red dragon. It's really weird. Mm. Yeah, it was a really weird scene. Uh, And then I didn't see the prequel, 
whatever oh, Animal Rising? Be, yeah, I never saw it as a kid. I saw the that. T- the TV show, I saw a couple episodes, and that was okay. I know I know some people really liked it. Yeah, I've heard that. People love that show, and I thought about giving it a shot. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's got Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Galen Erso. Right? Isn't that him? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Manhunter is good. I forgot. I want to say Tony Cox. It's not Tony Cox. Which Cox is it? Brian Cox. <laughs> Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Yeah, he does a good job. And then the bad guy in that is also a guy from Heat. He's the guy in the wheelchair who... Yeah, Tom Newton. just out there. Yeah, yeah. just out there. I just know how to grab it. That guy's a good actor, too. Yeah, he's creepy. Um, all right. Uh, so let's do our... You want to rate it or do our crossover first? Uh, let's rate it. Yeah, let's rate it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this movie our first seven. Uh, wow. Yeah, I love this movie as far as horror movies go. I, I It... Is just awesome. I can't find anything really wrong with it. The stuff I found wrong with it was really not. It was just stuff that creeps me out. Um, I love all the acting in it, so I can watch this anytime it's on. Um, I would say of my sevens, I will eventually put on here. This will probably be toward the lower end of the seven. But with our category of like, for me, I I can't really find anything wrong with it, so I can't I cannot put it down with Total Recall and Tombstone. This has to go above that. So there you go. Seven for me. Scott. Uh, give this a five. Okay. Um, so it's, it hasn't really aged well for me. Um, again, the, the acting's terrific. There's, it's very quotable. But the whole thing's a slow burn. Um, That's what I love about it. And, and you know, it wasn't my, my worst, but the movie just relies a little bit too much on the shock factor. It, it kind of didn't, you know, it went from suspense to to drama to just schlocky horror. So it kind of jumps around a little bit. And while it's well shot at points, again, it is kind of slow. Um, and and it did lead to some movies that didn't need to be get didn't need to be made. Uh, so you can't blame that. You can't blame that. <laughs> no, I know. Movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a five. It's a five for me. Okay. Alex, I'm also going to give this movie a number five. Okay. Mainly because uh, it's it's like you said, Jeff. You can watch this anytime. I can't. I mean, I'll watch it every once in a while. Like, oh, it's on it's on TV or it's on Netflix. You know what? I haven't seen this in a while. I'll give it a shot. It's not one of those movies that I can just okay. I've seen this movie. I don't need it in my life ever again. <laughs> but it's it's just not my cup of tea. Even though I enjoy it and I love watching it. But it's no, it's not something that I was like, oh man, I could really go for some Silence of the Lambs right now. <laughs> okay, I, I I would say I agree with that. It's not like, but I still when it's on I watch it. Like I don't yeah. think I ever actually seek it out. Maybe around <laughs> Halloween time or something. But mm-hmm. um, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Still, so I, more more of a personal on a personal taste type of thing is a number five for me. So all okay. right. Um, just just to go back, we, we talked about ca- uh, billing. So Lawrence A. Bonney was credited as FBI instructor. Yeah, not quite sure. Cool. I'm not quite sure why he's he's on the top there in IMDb, but uh, there it is. Yeah, that's why I kind of trailed off as I was reading it because I loved you know <laughs> he's FBI instructor. So all right. Um, 
Time for a beer break, and then we'll do our crossover. Yeah, pee, break. pee break for me. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Yeah. All right. And we're back. All right, crossover. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll keep going first since it was mine. Yeah, man. So we're talking about our creepiest villains from movies. Um, or TV shows, video games, whatever. And I have a bunch down here, so I will go number one. I don't know if you can call him a villain, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the ladies can. Dennis from Always Sunny in <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> Biggest creep there is in television, oh, in my opinion. Sage. I just finished the 11th season on Netflix, and oh, it's hard to watch. He is a sociopath, man. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> just the Dennis system. If you guys haven't watched Always Sunny, go watch it. I'm sure you have. Yeah. yeah. The, he's... Uh, I don't know if you guys have caught up on the 11th season, but he's on that Christian cruise. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to hit on that girl. <laughs> he's like, I can show you a magic trick right here. And he pulls out her ID. <laughs> he's like, 1996, so that sounds about right. Like, oh, Jeebus age. I know. And then there's lightning and thunder happening. He's like, well, I, I don't mean it in a bad way. It's just the lightning. It's The timing's all off. It, it's making it sound worse than it is. But I'm going to go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, he's a total creep. <laughs> Like I said, if you ever need a bit in the Dennis system is the episode that just kind of cemented his cre- creepiness yeah. forever. Although in real life, he ended up marrying the girl that was in the Dennis system. So I don't know what that says about <laughs> anything. But uh, That he's an Dennis, actor? Yeah. <laughs> Dennis from Always Sunny. My number my number five creepy villain. Scott. So my number five is from Pulp Fiction. The Gimp. So he's only on the he's only on screen for a couple minutes, but he's so creepy the way he he like stands there and points at him and laughs and he's like his like posture's all crooked and ugh and like his mouth is zipped closed and he just stays in that thing but he's still like on their side it's so weird it's creepy. Mm-hmm. So the then he gets he punched in the face. Yeah. Is he really a villain? He, Not that he, Dennis really is either. Anyway. I mean, it's it's like he is on their side. He's on uh, Zed's and I don't remember the guy's name. Maynard is on their side because they because when he tries yeah. to get up, he starts like yet yeah, like Ooh, trying yeah. to stand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's pretty creepy. Alex mm-hmm. number five. Uh, we talked about this guy way back, uh, but. A Disney villain actually made this list for me. Number five, Frollo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Or Notre Dame. Ugh. He just, he, he's just one villain that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. He's so okay. creepy. He smells Esmeralda's hair and everything because he wants to kill all the gypsies, but he's, like, kind of got a thing for him. Ugh. Nope. Dot com. I've never seen the movie, but I've heard you and other people talk about it. So, yeah, he sounds like a big creepo. Plus, he was going to dump a baby down a well. There is that. Maybe that baby could end up being Moses. You don't know. (laughs) No, it was the hunchback. Oh. So it wasn't Moses. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My number four. Once again, this may not be a villain, but it's all in the relative. Have you guys seen the movie The Others? Yes. Nicole Kidman and the yeah, creepy yeah. English kids. Yeah. That movie's fucked up. 
<laughs> yeah. And when when the whole thing comes at the end, spoilers, I guess. Oh, this movie's old enough, but they're really the ghosts that are haunting the house. The whole time they seem like they're being haunted, but they're actually the ones. And just to think that that kind of, like that's I don't really believe in ghosts, but that kind of made me do believe in ghosts. I don't know. It was weird, and the whole fact that they don't even know they're dead and they're the, doing the stuff and. Mm-hmm. This old lady, medium. Yeah, yeah. Then the exactly the crazy lady that people hire to. Yeah. Exorcist. I like mother. I am your daughter. And just the British accents alone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it are going to die tonight. It's yeah. it's unfortunate that this movie did come out after The Sixth Sense because it's a really good film. I like it. Yeah. So I had a friend come over one time, and we were watching it, and he. He passed out. And, and the next morning, he's like, hey, you fell asleep. He's like, yeah, what happened? I'm like, you really want to know? He's like, yeah. I mean, unless it's like some kind of Sixth Sense ending or something like that. I'm like, well, then I'm not saying anything. <laughs> he's like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But just that. It's not even the movie. It's not even that creepy. It's when you think about it. Or you watch it the second or third time, and you start think uh, to me that's when it like really starts creeping me out so nicole kidman and her children and the others creepy villains <laughs> scott number four number four is agent smith know what the i matrix? yes yeah. from the matrix from la matrie la matrie the you know what i hate most about humans <laughs> it's the smell it's the smell Mr. Anderson. He's trying so, to crush. He's creepy. Larry Burn. Larry's a sweaty skull. Yeah. And he kind of looks creepy too. He's weaving. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little creep. He's in that Willem Dafoe. Uh. He's in that camp of people. Steve, yeah. Steve Buscemi. Steve <laughs> yes. Mads Mickelson to some extent. Yeah. You know, it works good if you're a, a an Agent Smith or an elf or a... <laughs> or, fucking, or Red Skull. A yeah. Red Skull. I didn't know what to call him. I got one of them Red Skulls. <laughs> yeah. It's the smell. All right, good one. It's Alex, number four. Uh, well, my number four can't go by without mentioning a Star Wars villain. Jabba the Hutt. First time I saw him. I mean, I've kind of gotten used to him now, but ugh, creepy, and he's got slave Leia, and ugh, his tongue comes out, eats those frogs. He's kind of gross once you stop and think about it. The tongue, the tongue is pretty gross. It's the tongue. Uh, yeah. it's boils, just like in Jurassic Park, that uh, Triceratops that has those boils on his tongue. Ugh, same thing. Oh, I wonder if uh, the doctor checked his poop for. <laughs> And then that's one big pile of lilac berries oh, or whatever it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know his tongue is, is pretty creepy. Ugh. And he eats that frog thing, and yeah, and he, mm-hmm. he brings Leia right up to him. He's like, you'll soon appreciate me. And then Slash is coming, is in the background. Yeah, he's the gimp. He's the gimp of that group. Slash is coming. What does he sound like? There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three, and this comes from a very recent movie, um, The Blind Man in Don't Breathe. Have oh, you guys had a chance to I've see this I've not yet? seen that yet. I don't think I want to see this movie. Uh, 
right. So I won't do any spoilers, but just it's what's his name? Ike Clinton. I forgot the actor's <laughs> name. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. He plays and he goes from in this movie from being old man, old blind man victim. Old man winter. It's one of those where the hunter, the hunted now becomes the hunter during this thing. And he just oh, it's creepy. And all I got to say is turkey baster scene. And people will know who've seen it. And you guys will eventually hear. It. Yeah, he's creepy. And this maybe on this because it's fresh in my mind. And I was, uh, yeah, yeah, and you know it's him that character that actor is just creepy to begin with too, him from Avatar and just other stuff. He's not he's a real creep factor. So, uh, yes, Blind Man, don't breathe. I don't even think he has a name. I think it is just Blind Man. So there you go. Mm. Scott, number three. My number three. Uh, going back a little bit here, but uh, Alex Forrest, which is the name of Glenn Close's character in Fatal Attraction. Okay. Eh. As soon as she starts going crazy, it's like, oh, it's heebie-jeebies. The rest of the movie, the whole thing with the the rabbit and uh, just just the idea that that somebody you think is normal and they just flip a switch and just go completely off the rails is like a it's a scary concept, and I don't think they do it that much in movies, really. Uh, she won't be ignored, Scott. Yes. <laughs> she won't be ignored. Yes. Yeah, I was actually talking about this with Brian and Annie. Like, I mean, she's she kind of, I don't know. I don't find her creepy. She's just a crazy ex-girlfriend. Well, that's, that what's the, well, that's, the, well, that's the thing is like when you go, when, when somebody, but I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> there's crazy and then there's crazy. I mean, yeah, she crosses the line. I know, but. Yeah, you, you realize that this whole time this person you're dealing with is a complete like sociopath or psychopath, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, that that the biggest thing it puts it over is she boils the family funny. She was trying to make amends and trying to make him a nice dinner. <laughs> Rabbit stew. Yeah. Bash it, moil it, stick it in the stew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio's character in The Cell. You guys seen that, that J-Lo movie? There's some... Uh, it's not quite Science of the Land level. It, was it J-Lo and what's-his-face? Vince Vaughn are in it. And is one of his very few dramatic roles. There's some really cool visual like imagery that makes everything really creepy. Ugh, there's this one scene where he actually has a bunch of rings that are pierced on his back so that he can suspend himself like in the air. Ugh. Plus all the dream. Cause in, in that one, it's a little bit like inception where you go into somebody else's mind and you get to see their version of the world and they go into this psycho's brain. It's ugh, gross. Okay. There you have it. He does a similar kidnapping thing where he trains a dog. He puts like a cement block in front of his dog or right where the tire of the car is going to be. Then he trained his dog to lay down like right behind the tire so that when somebody backs up, they hit the brick, and then they go, oh, my gosh. They look in the rearview mirror, and they see the dog. It's like, oh, shit, I hit a dog. Then she goes, oh, are you okay? And then, bam, kidnapped. Fucked up. Yep. <laughs> so it's worth a watch. The cell. Yeah. Okay. J-Lo. Wait. Is J Lo? That's the star, the only star. And Vince Vince Vaughn. Okay. Vince D'Onofrio or Vince Vaughn? Both. 
Oh, okay. D'Onofrio is a villain, and Vince Vaughn's another, like, the FBI detective, and J-Lo's like a counselor that's working with this new mind tech. So, there it is. I, I'd heard that they, they weren't going to cast her because there wasn't enough money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> There's always room for J-Lo. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, Vince Vaughn is like, some of these roles he does not like. The Lost World role doesn't really fit him. Uh, the, did you guys watch the new, the second season of uh, True Detectives? Really, he's like a comedy guy. I don't really see him out of comedy. But that's just me. All right. That's definitely his wheelhouse. Yeah. My number two is, um, I don't even know his character's name, but Javier Bordam's character in No Country for Old Men. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Anton Sugar. That's his name? Yeah. Okay. It's just that haircut right there is enough to creep anybody out. <laughs> the way he won't look people in the eyes. like you. Yeah. Yeah. And that air gun canister, whatever the hell that thing is that he just keeps killing people yeah. with. That's he's a, always, a cow knocker, right? Yeah. yeah. Cow's brains out. Ugh. And then he's always got that 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 kind of vapid grin on his face. Yeah. He's, and then the last scene with the the uh, the wife or the yeah, it was the wife, right? And then you don't you don't know what happens, but you obviously do know what happens. Yeah. Like, uh, he's checking uh, a shoe. Then yeah. it gets to a car wreck, and then he just <laughs> yeah. walks away. That's got to be... I've only seen that movie once, but that sticks with me. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that movie's so bleak. Ugh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cohen Brothers. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to comedy, Scott. you guys. <laughs> Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norman? And uh, speaking of Vince Vaughn, not, not the Vince Vaughn one. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, the, the, the original uh, Anthony Perkins. I think it it's... Uh, crystallized perfectly at the very end when he's in the psych ward and the fly is buzzing in his face and he's like, oh, I won't even hurt this fly. Like, they, they won't even see me hurt a fly. That's that's all they know how gentle I like how innocent I am. And, yeah. and the whole idea and him yelling at himself, but he's actually thinks he's yelling at his mother who he's dressing it's just... <laughs> it, go, it goes on. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. But... Nice. Psycho. I, I'll have to say, this movie, believe it or not, was not spoiled for me by the fi- first time I watched it, which, wow. once again, was like the late 90s. I did not know the, the twist. Like, I, for some reason, I just, I didn't know. No. I knew Norman Bates and the mother, and I did not know they were the, spoiler alert, same person. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was great. That was one, one of the original twists. Yeah? Big mm-hmm. Big movie twists. All right, we got to put that on our agenda to do with some Hitchcock movies. We yes. haven't done anything like that. Like uh, Birdemic. Yeah, we, yeah, I was going to say. Classic. Classic Hitchcock Birdemic. <laughs> You're kidding. But it would be good to go and watch. Like Some of them might be, force me to go see because I've only seen a few of his movies. And that would be nice to go back and kind of force me to go watch Rear Window. or high, like, high Most anxiety. of the stuff I know is from The Simpsons. <laughs> so I have to watch the real version to figure it all out. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen like Psycho, The Birds, uh, I don't know, a couple others, but I know I haven't seen Rear Window, which is what I really want to see. And well, there's, <laughs> there's, a there's, stuff, there's, there's like a kid. There's stuff going on in the window. Oh, yes. 
right, Alex, Murray, number two. Murray, there's stuff in the window. <laughs> Do you want that stuff in the window, Murray? Murray. I'll go, go uh, down and get it for you, Murray. Number two is actually, uh, I'm going to bring up our first video game of the year. Outlast. Have you guys played that? Nope. I have not, but I've seen video. video. Uh, it's very creepy. It's one of those, it, it's a new style of horror game where you don't have any weapons. You don't, all you can do is like run and hide pretty much and you still have to do shit. So there's no combat at all. And at one point, spoiler alert, if you haven't played this, there's a, doctor that's roaming the halls and he eventually he catches up to you and then he just straps you down to your chair and you're looking at all of this in first person and he's talking you know crazy shit and then he just nonchalant well not nonchalantly but takes a pair of rusty shears and just starts cutting off your fingers Ugh, it's gross and the dude is creepy it like he stalks you through a, a good chunk of the game Ugh. he's like the creepiest part of that game for me but yeah go play it it's a great awesome halloween game yeah i hadn't thought of video games when we were doing our lists so i wonder what i would come up with yeah neither did i and you just made me add one to my uh um honorable mentions so thanks for doing that yeah you're welcome there you go (laughs) all right so i guess it's back to me my number number one and i usually don't use one from the movie we just talked about but because this guy is the biggest creep of all buffalo bill dennis is my no oh. <laughs> <laughs> dennis again <laughs> yeah dennis still hasn't killed anybody and ripped their skin off yet so he's not as quite far as we know Bill's. yeah that's true so buffalo bill for all the reasons we've talked about in the previous section has got to be the biggest creepy villain for me uh scott number one jack torrance from the shinning you mean shining? No, oh, quiet boy. Do you want to get sued? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson, um, the the Overlook Hotel, uh, just his descent into madness. Is that, is that creepy or is that scary? Both. It's both. Again, like for me, I, on a personal level, the that whole switch from normal to just completely losing. Like, all semblance of sanity creeps me out. Okay, but let me ask you this. Was Jack Nicholson ever normal in that movie? Yeah. I don't think he was. He, like, <laughs> broke his kid's arm before he was even... <laughs> like, Jack Nicholson's fucking... Uh, when I watch that movie, I don't see that big of a character turn there. He's a dick from the moment you see him, or even before you see him. Because you hear about he broke Danny's arm because he was being bad or something. I don't know, he just... It's definitely scary. I agree with that. I just don't see it as being creepy. And I don't see his transformation as that dramatic as some people. But maybe that's just because I'm projecting all my knowledge of Jack Nicholson <laughs> onto the character. And <laughs> the guy's a world-renowned world creepo to begin with. I don't know. But I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I'm here talking to myself. <laughs> that, that That's chaos theory. That's chaos theory. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Scott. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anything else before I shit all over it? <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry, Alex. Uh, number one, to no surprise to anybody, the Exorcist. Commando. Exorcist. Oh. The pos- you haven't even seen it. Girl. Oh, I have seen it. 
Once. I thought you've never. Oh, no, okay. I've seen it once, and that's it. Uh, Ugh. Okay. Nope. So the Exorcist scares you, or the or uh, just, Linda Blair? Linda Blair. Oh, <laughs> she does a fantastic job of never wanting me to see her ever again, in anything. Gross. Nope. So the stair scene. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's that's creepy. That's creepy. Ugh. I could barely get through Repossessed with uh, <laughs> what's his face? Linda Blair again. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. And Leslie Nielsen, thank you. And Linda Blair. Yeah, I knew it. it was like, even as I was sitting down to go watch this, this is a comedy, it's funny, it's Leslie Nielsen, and uh, I can barely get through it. I love that movie. But yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> you have a hard time with it. It's, it's hilarious. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions, but maybe we'll go over some uh, listener yeah. Ideas before I don't want to ruin any of those if someone has something. Another uh, great response from our three loyal <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Um, we'll start with uh, Mr. Grimwood today. He, he gives Silence of the Lambs a uh, solid six. Excellent okay. movie, but doesn't want to make him like when he's flipping the channels. He doesn't want to stop and watch it. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I right. can see that. Uh, his top five creepiest villains is number five. Henry from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, I don't seen... think I've seen it. Yeah, I've never so... seen it. I heard, I heard it's messed up. So I think that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> His number four is also Jack Torrance. The Shin. Yeah, I see. Uh-huh. Uh, num- yeah. Number Vindication. three. Which I think is a movie we- I've never seen because I'm already too creeped out about it. Uh, which one? Annie Wilkes from, the, from Misery. Oh! Oh, that's good. Another Damn Stephen it. King, yeah. That would bump off one of mine at the very least. Here's one from a, a movie, a movie that I still have shrink wrapped <laughs> in my garage. Oh god, Asami Yamazaki from the audition. Okay. Nope.com. I've seen enough gifts to know what happens in the movie. But no, no, it's it's a romantic <laughs> comedy. Yeah. yeah, you should watch it. And his number one is Norman Bates from Psycho. Okay. Uh, next we move was- on. Oh, wait, Alex, you've, yeah. you've hurt my feelings by not watching that gift. Oh, jeez. I'll, I'll watch it. It's, Dude, this Halloween, I'll make it a 2017. I'll finally watch the audition. Uh, Alex, when you have a date night. <laughs> yeah, rom yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll watch it this year. I was going to say that or watch it with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is and why... You'll never sleep again. <laughs> don't marry anyone like your mother because this will happen. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyways, <laughs> on to old Joe's list. Uh, he gives Silence of the Lambs a low five. Because okay. just like me, it's not up there with, like, Commando and Aliens where you have to stop and watch it. You don't have a hankering to watch Robocop <laughs> and the it's like. Not quite, it's not quite the, the film that the Commando Yes, the tour de force that is Commando. All right, old Joe, you're like Alex. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Sorry, buddy. Uh, his list, his list of uh, creepy villains. Uh, number five, the Thing, from John Carpenter's yeah. The Thing. Uh, number four, the Tall Man from the Phantasm series. Oh. Ah, should go back and watch those. It's, pretty, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three is Gmork from the Neverending Story. That's that's solid. Yeah, it's man. Still creepy even now. Yeah. Oh, the Wolf for me. But anyways, 
Oh, uh, that is that is the wolf. Oh, that's Gmork. Oh, yeah, the weird wolf creature. Yeah, it's the same eh. guy. It's the same guy. <laughs> the great Hambino. Uh, number two, Anton Sugar. Sugar. Uh, yeah, yeah, no country for old men. And uh, number one, Father of Satan slash the Anti God from John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never seen not that. a not a terribly good movie, but that villain uh, is creepifying. Uh, it's it's still fun because it's John Carpenter, but it's like. I, I, like if you sat down to watch the thing and escape from New York and then set, and then follow it up with Big Jump in Little China, mm-hmm. and then you watch Prince of Darkness, you'd be like, "Who directed this?" Yeah. And uh, old Joe's kind of a, like Scott because he saw that movie nine years old, <laughs> scared the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> and he to this day, well, he, I didn't. He says I didn't want to be in the same room as Mirrors for days. Which, <laughs> yep, yeah. that'll do yeah. it. That's Egg Shen. <laughs> Honorable mentions from Old Joe or The Fog from The Fog. And uh, and Myers never scared me as much as, as his other villains. So okay. there it is, okay. The Fog. And now, finally, but not least, last but not least, our listener Daniel. He rates uh, Silence of the Lambs, number five. Uh, his uh, villains, creepy villains, are his number five is the kid from Pet Cemetery. Oh, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, number four is also Annie Wilkes from Misery. Damn it, that oh, that's so good. I can't yeah, really yeah. remember that. Number three is is one that just reminded me is the Yellow Bastard from Sin City, uh, in the comic books and in the movie. Ugh. That's Frodo, right? No, that's not. No, Frodo. no, that's that's okay. Caveman Nick Stall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his number two is Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen that. It's pretty Jeebus good. H. Yeah, it's really good. It's pretty good. That movie's, re- that movie's really good. Yeah. And his number one is uh, Michael Myers from Halloween because he saw it way too young. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your list, fellas. And old Joe actually on Twitter asked us a question. He, he forgot to ask this a while back, but have you seen the Big Trouble in Little China card game? No, I was I not aware of this. Yeah, I'll link it to you guys right now, and we'll put it up on the links on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Well, it's already on Twitter if you follow us, but we'll put it up on Facebook also. Awesome. The other night I came home from my hockey game. It was like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was can't sleep, so I, I'll watch a little bit of Big Trouble in China on Netflix and watch the whole movie. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> it's just like I had have, I have finished watching I still wasn't tired. I was like, God, I love this movie. Yeah, pretty, I, pretty much every time I, I, I do what you were just describing, Jeff, I fall asleep and yeah. then I wake up and, like, they're on the last scene of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't fall asleep with that. And then I found as my my life's goal is to be in the room with either A, um, a person named Gracie Law, <laughs> or B, the actress, which now her name escapes me. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I just want to say, what the hell is Gracie is Law doing here? <laughs> That's just I, that needs to happen before I die. Bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> it is the bucket list item. <laughs> oh, that line is the best ever. What the hell is Gracie Law doing here? <laughs> but yeah, thanks Joe for the uh, tip on the game. I'm gonna have to check it out because I'm a huge fan of board games and card games, and this seems like it's legendary. I think they also make like Marvel. Uh, games and stuff. So, cool. Thanks. All right, check it out. Yeah, Let's man. It goes. Um, 
so I'll just do. You guys didn't hit my couple uh, honorable mentions. I just wanted to mention. Um, God, I don't even know his name is something Vega. Mike Michael Madsen and um, Vincent Vega. No. Vic Vega from Street Fighter. No, Vic Vega from um, Reservoir Street Dogs. Fighter. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's not really creepy through most of it, but you know the one scene. Stuck in the middle with Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, that's exactly what I'm talking about when he seems like he goes into full psycho mode. You don't, you know, you don't really see. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess. Like I, said, I just thought Jenkins was creep to begin with, but I see, I see where you're coming from. That I don't even know that the, the character in Unbreakable that uh, basically steals that guy's house and rapes his wife and daughters. Oh, and, yep. Yeah, that's messed up. I always hate that. Once again, that's one of those like realistic scenes I don't like. And the one I just added it was a video game. I started playing uh, Inside. Have you guys played that? Uh, it's a sequel to Limbo. No. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. Limbo I want to no? play it. No, I, I know what you're talking about, though. Okay. It's There's no dialogue. It's just all background, just creep creeps. So I recommend playing that. If you guys... It's on Xbox. It's like 10 15 bucks right now. Um, it's, it's a very quick game, so... Don't expect to play it for too long, but it's definitely creepy. I've already played it through like three or four times just because I love the the ambiance of the of the game. So mm. there you go. Those are my honorable mentions. Okay, well, since we're doing video games, I just want to give a quick honorable mention. Yeah. The uh, eel in the giant eel in the underwater level on Mario 64. <laughs> to this to this day, if I sat down, it would still give me the heebie-jeebies. I hate it. I hate anything like that in a water level in a video game. Well, water levels in most video games yeah. suck. Let's say the same thing in uh, Resident Evil 4 with the, the lake monster. That was the worst part of the game for me. <laughs> like I, I just wanted to get through that as fast as I could. Everything else I'm like fine with. But that, uh, with the lake so monster, I'm like, ah. Easy to kill. He's such a big I'm target. Up... <laughs> Scott, I'm looking up the eel in Star Wars 64 now. This gives you the creeps. All right, I guess. Because you don't but, see it coming unless it swims out of the hole or whatever. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's, it's more of a startle. And then, and then it's like, but then it's like flying around and like will kill you. I think it's not a villain, but the first time you see the dinosaur, I almost crap my pants. <laughs> Yoshi? No, no, no. See, so slide. <laughs> yeah, there's that one. I don't even know what the like the name of that one was, but you slide. You do this big slide, and all of a sudden there's this like big like pl- plesiosaurus or whatever, like. He's like friendly, but like you don't know that at first, and you just throw it in the room with this thing. It scares the crap out of you. <laughs> Alrighty. What then. about the screaming mummy people? People in uh, Zelda sixty four. Those are pretty creepy. Ugh. Yep. All right, Alex. What do you know about sports? Uh, I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports. Apparently, apparently there's been two teams that have been uh, voted the most likely to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is the Patriots and the Falcons from places unknown. <laughs> Alex, but I guess what, those are the two teams. So I I never got you know a chance to vote on whether on the teams that go to the Super Bowl, but I guess you know. Alex, can you name any name as many? Okay, there were four, <laughs> four, four, four I know the, I know the pa- okay. Patriots cheated. Right? Okay. They, they have were, some sort of uh, 
Probably. They probably did cheat. Okay, just, Alex, just testing your general knowledge here. Okay. Um, of foosball. Yeah. Can you name, of, of the four quarterbacks that played this weekend... There are four quarters name, in name a is, football game. Name as many... What are their names? Can you name all four? Uh, let's see. Was one of them a Kaepernick? That name just pops into my head because it's funny. Kip Kaepernick? No. Is that a name? No. 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 The last name is. The first name oh, is wrong. It's not, but... <laughs> not Kip Kaepernick? It's not, it's not no. Kip Kaepernick. No. Although it should be. I know. Oh, the, the flake gate thing was with Tom Brady. There right? you go. So that's He's one. A, I'm the guy uh, who, like, met, he blew up a football with his lungs, and that's illegal? Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, uh, was was uh, Belichick? Was he was he a quarterback at some point? No. No. Who's no. he the coach of? Well, he's the coach of the Patriots. He's the one that egged uh, Tom Brady on to blow up that football and then play with it. All right, I I will accept that you got Tom Brady. Yay! I know who Belichick is, and that they're cheaters. <laughs> and we'll move on. There you go. And it's not. By the way, it's not Inflate Gate. It's Deflate Gate. And <laughs> yeah, the problem nobody... was not they're the problem was not they're putting too much air in the balls. Yes. Oh, okay. It was it was quite the opposite. <laughs> I see. All right, name one other one. Name other one. Name the Green Bay quarterback. Uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> Suppose nineteen ninety seven. Oh. Discount. Double check. Oh, that guy from the insurance commercials. Yeah. Yes. He's dating uh, Olivia Munn. Yes. Ah, uh, I don't know. Right. Kip Kopitar. <laughs> you, Kopitar's a hockey player, and Kip, I don't know who Kip is. Kip sounds like <laughs> someone's sidekick or something. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Scott, take it away. All right. Uh, start this off with... A little bit of sad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, deaths unfortunately continue. Um, this week, uh, Miguel Ferrer, uh, character actor, probably most well known for RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Um, he on TV was on uh, Crossing Jordan, was which is one of those procedurals that was popular for a little while. Um, personally, the my favorite thing from him is. Uh, Hot Shots Part D, as the reluctant soldier <laughs> who gets his will to kill back. <laughs> Thanks to Topper Harley. Uh, one of my, my all-time favorite lines in a movie. War. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it justice by, by quoting it here. Uh, yeah. but It's a great scene. The fourth, break wall, fourth wall breaking scene and just this smile he gives to the camera and how he delivers the lines, great. Thanks, Topper. I can kill again. Kill again, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Hey, don't forget the short-lived Bionic Woman reboot. He, he was a, a part of that for okay. two, <laughs> all two episodes that aired. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I'll say, with the exception of uh, Hot Shots, he was always like the scum, the scumbag, right? Um, he was most, like the Will Atherton, most, basically. He, I mean, he was a good guy in that like Crossing Jordan show I talked about. But okay. Oh, now I remember he right after, well, sometime after RoboCop, 
I don't know if it was like a year or six months or something, but he was in a Home Alone ripoff movie. You guys remember this? No. Where he was like a bank robber and he stole like a bunch of money. Then he ran over this kid's bike and then he's like, I don't have time to deal with this here. And he hands the kid a check and he's like, here, just write the amount that the bike was worth. And oh, the kid writes a oh, million okay. dollars. Yeah, blank check. Yeah. Yeah. He's also on Twin Peaks. <laughs> I forgot about that. He gets punched in the face. <laughs> Twin Peaks. He was great in that. So, yeah, he, he again, good, good character actor. Yeah. That. Uh, couple of movie reviews. I saw um, Jack Reacher 2. Uh, and I can conf- confidently say that I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I like uh, the first one. The first one was okay. Yeah. The uh, second one, mm, it's got Kobe Smulders in it. Ooh. It was eminently watchable. But, yeah, it just... Some of the action was okay. That's really a lot going for it. Some of the, the locations were cool. It, it was actually directed by Ed Zwick, which is weird to me. Um, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> it's the guy directed uh, glory way back when it's probably his most famous uh, last samurai uh, <laughs> Tad up. yeah so he's you know good at good at filming locations anyways mm-hmm. uh, so yeah it's kind of a paint by numbers thing um some okay action I, mean, I didn't hate it but you know i wouldn't go out of my way to see it either uh, this this movie trailer, I saw it, and Tom Cruise is finally starting to look like an old man. He's got the old man eyelids. They're starting to droop. He wears like this, this white t-shirt throughout the entire movie. He's got kind of like the old man, like the, the buff old man boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's sucking in his gut. I, I don't know how else to describe him. No, he's still in good shape, but I, I, I don't know how else to describe him. <laughs> it's not everything that is tight. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that's the... <laughs> best way to go about it uh the other movie i i saw was hell or high water which i do recommend was really good uh it was chris pine um and oh, what's his name uh yeah, he usually plays a weirdo and he kind of does in this also steve buscemi uh ben foster that was it ah. um he's been in a ton of stuff he's Another typically character actor, um, and they they play uh, these brothers, and they decide to rob some banks in Texas, which is like the worst place to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. you walk into a bank, everybody's gonna have a gun. Uh, but uh, Jeff Bridges plays the ranger that's trying to track them down. He's uh, one of them rangers. Them yeah. Rangers. <laughs> as as kind of like a. No Country for Old Men vibe. That's a little little lighter. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. It was uh, some crime, uh, some a little bit of action, uh, mostly drama, but uh, it was pretty good. It was nice to see Chris Pine doing something that wasn't goofy or Star Trek. I guess mm-hmm. it's not a bad actor. He's not trying to stop a train in this one? No. Okay. So yeah, Hell or High Water. Uh, I recommend that. 
And then finally, I just want to talk a little bit about a movie that's coming up on February 10th. Uh, so a couple weeks from now. Uh, John Wick 2. Mm. Uh, I know, I'm pretty sure we're all fans of the first one, right? I still haven't seen it. I'll oh, watch it. Seen it? Oh. Yeah, I know. Jeez. I'll watch it. Alex, you're the worst. I know. I haven't seen Keanu either. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. I know it's a Key and Pill movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, if Alex hasn't seen it, I won't go too much into it. But I'm. This is the first movie I'm excited to see of the new first big movie that I'm excited to see of the the new year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so, Jeff, did you have anything you wanted to talk about in the way of movies or other things? Um, not really. I guess I watched The Crown on Netflix. Um, I would say it's a good show, but I didn't, I guess it must be a really good show because I can't stand the, the, the subject matter. And yet I still watched through it and went through it in like three days. So it's about Queen Elizabeth and how she, you know, became queen and her coronation and all that fun stuff. Um, <laughs> so I, if you're interested in that stuff, I would definitely recommend it. If you're not interested in it, but you just kind of watch something a little slower pace or something. I'd recommend it because I st- I enjoyed it even though I don't could care I could care less about uh, that movie um, or that topic and then I'm I'm starting to watch season three of Black Mirror I'm like two episodes in and that show is really good it's definitely different so the first two seasons were a BBC show and then this third season Netflix has picked it up and then they're producing it so you can tell it's a little it's not as British <laughs> British. Um, even though the, the the second one I watched, the whole thing took place in uh, England. Alex, anything? Nope. All right. That wraps up this week. Um, but before we leave, we got to pick our topic for next week. And what is it going to be, Scott? So we're going to be talking about uh, comedy classic Three Amigos. Huh, huh, ha, huh, ha. My little right. buttercup. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night, Ned. We at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Fantastic.